up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 75. We are three-fourths of the way to 100 episodes, guys. How does it feel, everyone? Very good. Very Isn't good. that crazy? That's a lot of time. Yeah, and about an hour each or more, some two yes. hours. Yes, some really long ones. Today is going to be one of the most chill episodes we probably ever do, if not the <laughs> chillest. We're literally going to call this a chill cast because... Mercury retrograde hit us really, really hard. And yeah, yeah, we're going through some stuff in our personal lives and we've like no time to do literally anything. So it's a miracle we're even doing a podcast right now and we thought it was better to do something than nothing. So we're doing a chill cast today where we we have gotten questions from you guys from our Instagram account in voice memo form. And we have picked questions that we thought were interesting. And today we're going to just really casually answer them and just kind of talk and you know, kind of switch it up since we've had some really serious and long, intensive episodes yeah. in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a good episode for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. And yes. just like, you know, maybe some, I'm sure somebody's going to ask a question that you've probably been wondering yourself and you're gonna be like, oh, thank you for asking that. Cause yeah. you know, I've always wanted to ask them that myself. So mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, you hear some really interesting shit come out of our mouths today uh, <laughs> about some interesting questions. <laughs> Um, but yeah, before we jump into all of that, first, I want to thank our sponsors for today, which are Candid, HelloFresh, Stamps.com, and Upstart. Thank you, guys. And then... Uh, uh, and we also want to say thank you to everyone who came out and saw us at RTX yeah, Festival this last weekend. Was, yes. We had such a great time. Thank you to everyone who's at our first live show. Um, I'm not sure if we will have already posted at this point, but we will be posting the video we from be, yeah. we hopefully will if we they hopefully rec- will. if we are able yeah. to get a hold of it we'll post it for you guys yes so you can see our first live performance i think it went really well and we're hoping to you know do more shows in the future at our own gigs not just at a convention yeah our own show man yeah yeah so yeah no it was a lot of fun and if you also if you want to check out like a little bit of footage from it and some behind the scenes looks at our weekend check out our latest vlog right Yes, I actually did just post the vlog and I have about a minute of the podcast in there if you want to see some. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, let's um, fill you guys in on what's going on in our lives because I said on Instagram that our life has turned into a shit show in like 24 hours and a bunch of you guys were like, what's going on? Oh my God. You guys have no idea just like the amount of stress I'm feeling right now. It's crazy. I know. It's been it's been really chaotic. We're trying our best. But um, so basically, I think this timeline honestly starts when we rescued our rabbit. Yeah, um, <laughs> it really does, which yeah. is hilarious that our rabbit has defined our, you know, next yeah. chapter in life pretty much. For like, sure, definitely. Like crazy. it has been a wild journey. So basically we had two pet rabbits earlier. We bought them last year. Um they're two Holland Lops and we love them so much that we got we got so into rabbits and we started getting into researching them and we found a breed of rabbit called Flemish giants and they're really, really friendly. They're kind of like dogs. They can free roam. And we wanted one really bad to add to our little duo and have a little trio. That was the idea. So we found this Flemish giant on rescue and she was with a foster at the time. And when we got her, we thought she was just a normal rabbit. She hadn't been spayed yet because they were waiting until she was six months because it's like better for rabbits right, or something. Right. Yeah. So our plan was to just combine the three once we had spayed her. So she was living in a separate room in our house. We had two rooms set up with our two rabbits and then the big one. <clears throat> then multiple bedrooms are being yes. taken over by rabbits at this exactly. point. Exactly. So then fast forward to 420, two weeks later, and I'm sure you guys can imagine what we were doing all day on 420. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a nice day, Rocky a long Mountain day. High, yeah, we were having Colorado. A- <laughs> 
we Rocky were, Mountain you know, celebrating Park. our rights and yeah. our freedoms as Colorado <laughs> citizens. And then at the end of the day, I randomly wanted to go in and play with my bunny. So it was like midnight and I went into her room by myself and I was just petting her and chilling. And she seemed completely fine. I didn't even realize. And then I got the random urge to start vacuuming. So I was vacuuming her room and I picked up this like cardboard container that she had that um, she like hides in. Cause we just had one for the spare time that she was in this room and there were eight little, you know, they almost hairless looked like worms almost, at the time. They looked yeah. like hairless mice. Yeah. yeah. Like baby rats. <laughs> squirming on the floor eight of them and we had no idea that she was pregnant obviously it wasn't our fault she got pregnant before we got her we only had her for two weeks and so we went from three bunnies to 11 in 24 hours it was absolutely insane so we had to adjust to that we've had to complete like oh my gosh so many different things you guys don't even want to hear all the different things about the bunnies but we basically decided that we probably need to move and then well we started talking about moving with the bunnies and everything like that and then we started having issues with people online, like leaking our address. I'm just going to say it at this point. I don't even give a fuck. We got doxxed basically. And I'm sure a lot of you guys know what that means, but people started someone out there, some jerk, whoever you are, thanks a fucking lot. Um, started commenting our address on a bunch of shit, like comments mm-hmm. on Twitter, Instagram. Bastard. Yeah. And like, I have severe, not severe anxiety. I have anxiety though, especially about this type of stuff. And it really, really freaked me out. Like it was horrible. So we decided that we wanted to move to somewhere that was more private because right now we live on like a main street. There's no privacy Mm -mm. whatsoever. None. And our address was out there. And now we have steps we're going to take to like prevent that from happening the next time. So we decided to move. We find this house. Why don't you take over from now? Now I feel like I'm just going. No, 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 you're fine. I mean, bottom line is that we want more privacy and also our rabbit situation really put a cramp on our studio space um, yeah. <laughs> because we ended up moving him down here and probably would have eventually anyway if we had stayed in this house. So it really like it's hard to have an actual studio. I'm sure you guys have heard like little feet like running around in the background sometimes. And that's because like the bunnies will just randomly start to run around or Bernie and well, you know, the dogs will start walking around and stuff and we have hard floor down here. So bad bad choice for a studio by the way but yeah basically we just figured out that this wasn't going to work long term and plus we have so many awesome guests like lined up to come on the show that are just like will blow your mind um that they're even interested in (laughs) sitting down with us but so it's all these things together that we realized we want to move and we knew we figured out it was possible so and we wanted to get something with like you know some some land and some privacy where we could build a studio on the land that wasn't actually part of our house yeah so it wasn't like because we have so many we really do have so many animals we need room for all of them we have 16 animals um we have three cats 11 rabbits and two dogs so it's a lot it is a lot (laughs) and it's kind of weird to have our workspace like with all those animals so it's gonna be really nice having that separate yeah we're we're, you know bring a guest be like oh don't mind my giant rabbit just step over her oh that's poop sorry about that yeah Yes, you got exactly. allergies. It literally oh, smells like a legit zoo in our studio right now. Like Janelle can testify. Janelle's here. <laughs> and by yeah. the way, she has a mic, so you're going to hear her in this episode. Say what's up. It is a zoo, people. It is. It, <laughs> it literally is a, smells. It smells like a dang zoo, and it's gone upstairs. Dude, yeah. has it? I walked in, I was like, oh. No, it's going through the vents and oh, stuff. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. It's bad right now. It's because yeah. we have so many. We are like finding homes for all the rabbits. We're only keeping two of the babies, but it's, yeah. it's like 
absolute madness around here. Okay. So then here's how this was going to work. We sell our house. We found this great family out of state family. So they wanted to move in a little bit earlier. We originally talked about the 23rd and that was going to work for us. We were able to move into our new house, but they requested to come in 10 days early. And we were like, sure, that's great. And our real estate agent was like, yeah, sounds good guys. That, that looks good to us. So we changed it to the 13th, which is um, at the point that you see this podcast, it's going to be after the 13th. So this is going to be confusing. Um, yeah, you don't even need to give dates. Just give the general. Yeah, fr- whatever. We were supposed to move on a Friday. We were supposed to close and we were supposed to close on this house and our new house on the same day. Which is hard to pull. Like, it is hard to pull that off. Yes. Especially on a Friday. It's almost right. impossible. So anyway, we're at the airport the other night coming home from RTX Festival Monday night. And we, at this point, have four days. We're supposed to be moving in four days. And our lender basically calls us and is like, mm, this is not going to happen. You're not going to close. And so Josh and I, this is our first time. So we we thought, oh, well, then we'll, we'll just delay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But our first time selling a house. Yeah. So we were like, we thought we could just tell the people, like, we need more time or delay the closing of this house or cancel it or something. But you can't. Like, there's nothing you can do. So basically, as we were getting on a flight, I found out, which I already have flight anxiety. So I was a mess about that. And I found out that we were about to be like homeless in four days with 16 animals and we had nowhere to go. And like, neither of my parents had a good situation. Josh's parents live out of state. Like there was nowhere for us to go. And we looked at rentals and it was just insanity. I mean, where are you going to bring that many pets? Like it's just, we were put into a horrible situation. And so Luckily, my dad, I am able to go in with him and we are going to be moving in with him temporarily. It might even just be like two, three days. It could be a week. We don't know at this point. So we're trying to pre-record and we're going to be without a studio space for like a week. And yeah, yeah, we're in. We're just packing last minute. So that's why (sighs) we're not having an actual like main topic for today. Yeah. Like a normal. We just didn't have any time to get it together. No, no. So and you guys will see like um, in upcoming episodes, it'll be like a rigged janky setup for we'll a little while before we go to the green the... screen until the yeah built. we'll go back to our little green screen setup probably. yeah that's probably what we're gonna have to do until so we really appreciate yeah. um all of the patience we know we haven't always been uploading like exactly on time and you know we've just been so chaotic It'll and i've been, be I've been uploading less too. on my channel too i wanted to address that i've just been i mean my health issues on top of all of all of this other shit is just it's been a lot and we're tired and exhausted and stressed but <laughs> We'll get through it. And, you know, you go through times like this in your life and people go, you know, and people are just fine. So we'll be fine. It's just it's a lot of stress for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. But we'll get through it. And, you know, thank you all for the support and everything. You guys have been super understanding. And, you know, we really appreciate it because, yeah, I mean, we don't want to stop making content or anything. No, we're we're trying not to. We'd rather give you something than have nothing whatsoever, Mm -hmm. you know. Plus, this, you know, it's a good change for us to just casually talk and, you know, go a little bit deeper on some like just personal opinions and things like that with these questions and stuff from you guys. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Did you have anything else you want to add to that? Or No, I think that's pretty much it. It's fucking crazy. It's chaos. We have animals running everywhere. Our studio is being invaded by rabbits. And, and they're not just like little bunnies, you guys. No. These are like half Flemish giants. They're really big. Yeah, they're already big. It's crazy. I mean, they're like. A cat or a dog, they're just as much work, if not more. Mm-hmm. And they poop a fuck ton. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hence why it smells. Yeah. Good <laughs> thing you guys can't smell it. Imagine that would be some trash. Like, oh God, their podcast stinks, you guys. <laughs> Don't download it. Literally. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead that and go our into prologue. our Yeah, our prologue, our <laughs> shit show life. Thanks, Mercury Retrograde. It's been real. 
Um, but let's go ahead and get into our woke news topics for the week. What's yeah, going on in the and world? this one is a crazy one. So a giant container ship, you know, the ships have got the big like uh, metal containers on them. Mm-hmm. Well, one of these container ships, which is owned by JP Morgan, the company was seized by U.S. Customs and Border Protection in Philadelphia because basically they found a billion plus dollars worth of cocaine on the vessel, which is insane. They literally found almost 40,000 pounds of cocaine on the ship that's owned by J.P. Morgan. So it's literally doing international drug smuggling through a ship owned by them, although it's not like, so it's not directly Mm -hmm. theirs. Right. But it, the shipping company they use, it's their ship. And so they arrested mm-hmm. a bunch of crew members and stuff in connection with this. They've so it's been, like with how many, how much there was, though, was it possible for them to know? To not know? Yeah, to not know. And because they basically they started like doing inventory. They do inventories of all those ships for this very reason. Yeah. And they found like seven containers that were just not not looking re- normal. Yeah. Something was really weird about them. And so they executed a warrant on it and they found. 40,000 pounds of cocaine valued at 1.3 billion dollars so this is like god this is like next level shit this is like literally that's a serious all the streets of america which makes this a conspiracy is jp morgan supplying cocaine to america honestly probably i wouldn't be shocked if the morgans were up in that shit i don't know man it's crazy because I mean, the government, the, the U.S. government, I mean, I think and the elite are yeah. involved in the drug trade for sure. Yeah. You need to do an episode on that. But yeah, I mean, if it, it feels like with that much that it would be really hard for them to not know. Seriously, you would think there's somebody's job at J.P. Morgan and company that's like monitoring their ships that yeah. are bringing whatever they're bringing anyway. That's a large. What amount. are they shipping? <laughs> yeah. What is J.P. Morgan shipping to? I don't know. Like this, what's weird about this ship is it went all over the world too. It literally stopped at all the hot spots for um, cocaine, like Colombia, Peru, Panama, Bahamas, like all these different places. So, uh, like, the more rational thing is that this was just some people that work on the ship, some crew on the like within this shipping company that are doing drug smuggling. Mm-hmm. You know, some fucking Breaking Bad level shit. Yeah. Or actually it's way worse than Breaking Bad. But yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. And some of you guys are like, oh my God, JP Morgan ship with drugs on it. Yeah. So it's like, well, maybe there's something more there. Or maybe it's just Yeah. I mean, it also could just be an oversight. Yeah. yeah. Smuggling cocaine. Mm -hmm. But the other big huge thing that happened this past week is these earthquakes in California. Yeah, man. Wow. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting this. Like Yeah, but well, I'm so glad that it wasn't way worse. I feel like it could have been like absolutely devastating to California. Not that it wasn't bad. And we really feel for everyone that was, you know, having to deal with this. It's just so scary. Even if you're okay, it's still scary to go through an earthquake. And people were feeling this even in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The um, aftershocks and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So, but I, I feel like it could have been way worse. Oh, yeah. Well, it could have. You know, it could have been the San Andreas fault and right. it wasn't the San Andreas fault, right. which everybody, when you hear earthquake in California, you immediately yeah. go to the San Andreas fault because right. it's such a huge fall. It goes hundreds of miles. Uh-huh. So if that thing splits and right, we're talking like a massive oh my gosh. mega earthquake happening that could like, yeah, I've seen the movie. I know yeah, it's scary. It is. It's really crazy. Actually, we should probably talk about that sometime that in Yellowstone, maybe they just 
tackle them both in one episode. Natural apocalypse <laughs> scenarios. It's freaky though. That's for sure. So but, um, there was a, there's actually a picture, um, which I'll put up for those watching of a crack in the earth that was created by the 7.1 earthquake that hit on Friday, July 5th. Um, the Sarles Valley earthquake is what's being called near Ridgecrest, California. And you can literally see the, where the earth was split open by this earthquake from space, which is just insane. So even though this was like, you know, no, there was no, luckily nobody, you know, got hurt or died from this mm-hmm. and there really wasn't too much damage because it's in a rural area. It could have been way worse. Like if even the 7.1 magnitude, if like the epicenter, the center of the quake hit in a populated area, it could have caused a ton of damage and, you know, potentially lives lost, which is just crazy. So, you know, good and bad with, with this thing, but you know, it does make you wonder is there going to be more? And even the seismologists were saying there could be, um, you know, another big one coming even after this, if this yes. wasn't the main one, this could be like a precursor to a massive, massive earthquake. Do they that's think coming. that at this point, like I it thought could. it was supposed to be like in the first couple days is where they're no, really could it, have been a possibility. No, it's actually a, a lot larger window. Really? It, wow. Since July 4th, there's been over 3000 earthquakes in that region. So it's continuing to have earthquakes are just not as big. There are a lot of smaller quakes but it is possible for there to be another just fucking massive quake out there on this fault because it's clearly in motion. So it's just kind of crazy. I mean, here in Colorado, we don't really have too many earthquakes. We do have some, but they're very small. But for the most part, we really don't have to deal with earthquakes. And I don't know. Let us know out there if you you know were experiencing this quake in California or if you've ever experienced an earthquake just in general and you know where it was when it happened because i'm just curious because they happen all over the world all of, all of the time but it's kind of rare for the u.s to have such a big one yeah um you know relatively close to a major city like los angeles so right i think california it was like what 20 over 20 years 30 years or something it's been a while it's been over 20 years since the last big one, one yeah big, it was like yeah. the 90s or something when the last one was mm-hmm. so we're lucky it was on this fault and not the san andreas fault basically because if the even was it the one a, that your mom was in, Janelle? Do you do you know? Um, Her mom was in. Uh, she was in Northridge. Northridge, which was very scary too. Mm-hmm. I think that may have been the last big one. I remember they were talking about it the other night on the I news. I think it might have been actually. Well, yeah, that one was a seven point one. So yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure um, the last really big one. But the epicenter of that was in like right, right. Away. So that's why it was so devastating. So devastating. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Did you ever like in, you know, if you guys have ever been to a museum, which I hope you have, <laughs> I used to go all the time. Like my parents were like the go-to was the museum in I Oklahoma city. If you ever been to the Oklahoma city museum of like natural history and science or whatever, they had an earthquake simulator there. I've done one and of those I lo- before. I used in Florida. to love to get in those because it's like, you know, yep. it's like shaking. I've you. done that. But at it's Wonder crazy because you can, and it like goes through the different yep. magnitudes. Mm-hmm. You can go all the way up to like a ten magnitude. Was it a like, subway car? Was yours like a car? Like yeah, a, it, was, it was like a train car. It was like a box or a telephone in, booth or something. Yeah, I just always thought crazy. that was funny. Yep, Wonderworks had that. And you too. know how like they'd have the like floor where like the yeah go like that, so you try to walk over it and be like, yeah, yeah, and you have to like the bridge thing. Yeah, 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 totally. I wonder what museum you went to. It was Wonderworks at in Florida. Oh, Wonderworks. Okay. Yeah, it's not really a museum. It's like a more of a kids 
science type, type thing. thing yeah. I guess it kind of is a museum, but it's for kids. Anyway. Well, yes. I'm sure some of you guys have actually lived through one instead of hearing about our experiences in the simulators. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty scary. I'm sure a lot of you actually felt this last one or have lived through one. Yeah, it's it's wild, man, because we're due for a one. big one. I've never felt one. I've never experienced any type of natural disaster. The only thing I've ever came close was a you know s- small-ish hurricane what? that hit when I was at my grandma's. You've Have you ever had to like... Um, Wait, didn't you... The one in Greeley, there was one in, in up at UNC in college. Yeah, but it wasn't a natural disaster. No, but it was an earthquake. Didn't you experience I it? I didn't feel it. I just, oh, no, I, I wasn't it? even in town when that oh, happened. Because I was like, it shook the building. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Oh, really? You felt it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never felt an earthquake. Yeah, no, we. I went up to went to school at UNC up in Greeley, Colorado. Cowtown, baby. Both of us went there. <laughs> um, yeah, they had one, which was weird, but that's because there's like hella fracking going on up there. Up yeah, north which in Colorado. is just common yeah, for earthquakes to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've never experienced anything. I'm lucky. Never seen a tornado. Josh is experience, <laughs> like, you know, hit under the mattress in his bathtub type I've of thing. I've been like, um, like a mile or two away from one that was on the ground in front of me. Yeah, because your dad like was chasing it. My dad, yeah, it. my dad lo- was like trying to be a storm chaser and, <laughs> in our in our fucking minivan, dude. I'm like, I'm just thinking the whole time. I'm like, Dad, what the? F- we don't even have a fast car. Like, we're and your mom was like, turn around, dude. My mom lost her shit. I'll never like that day. I'll never forget because <laughs> your dad's just driving towards. My it. dad was outside the car, like on his little like ham radio thing, like listening to the <laughs> listening to like the the Noah weather, like like tornado alert tornado alert <laughs> on the ground see cover like literally oh warning you to like there's a tornado on the ground headed your way and my dad's just standing out there looking at it we're in the back seat looking out the windshield at this fuck literally it was like it wasn't a huge tornado but it was definitely a decent sized one oh my and my gosh. mom i've never seen her more scared in my life she literally was like about to just stab my dad in the, oh like, i would have. and jump oh in the gosh. seat and push him out and take us off because yeah she was like terrified i scared for her kids oh like, my like, gosh so cool. yeah that was a yeah. interesting moment yeah your oklahoma days sounds like Oklahoma's you guys crazy if you live in oklahoma man that's no joke or a tornado alley it's fucking crazy texas mm-hmm. right now is getting tons of thunderstorms that are just crazy mm-hmm. like wind and tornadoes it's just yeah it's scary stuff man mm-hmm. it's really scary we're it lucky is. here it is but yeah let's uh get into our questions from you guys and see what y'all want to know his with the first one dj <laughs> jelly bean oh my lord <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Chloe. I'm from Vermont. I love all of your stuff. And I was just wondering how you guys have such a perfect relationship. Do you fight? What do you fight about? You guys seem perfect. I love your friendship. I love your love. I want it someday. Thanks. Bye. Well, we do love each other, but that is not true. We do not have a perfect relationship in any way. Nobody does. It's impossible. I feel like people that try to say that their relationship is perfect are just are, are like I've never even heard out, somebody actually. be like my relationship is perfect I've never yeah, heard anybody true. say that yeah, no, we definitely fight yeah Janelle can testify to that <laughs> <laughs> she just spent the weekend with us in a hotel room so yeah no we fight but it's, it's normal we've been together stuff. almost 10 years like yeah it'd be bizarre if we didn't fight at all but because we're fucking different day, people we're different signs like we're gonna yeah. you know there's things that are gonna, you know, irk mm. us about each other. But what do you think we fight about the most? What we want to fucking eat, probably. Like, yeah, that's probably. One of them. Yeah. Or, I mean, not really that much. I mean, for the most part, we're on the same page. So I get like 
what most of what you see is perfect in a sense because i feel like you're only seeing one part of yeah. our life and not right. like everything right but yeah we fight a lot over like planning and organizing and like yeah you don't like my procrastination yeah and i don't like your like bullheadedness sometimes yeah. like you're yeah i mean there's we could go back we and can forth both all be day. really controlling yeah. of each other yeah we both have the tendency to control each other so there's that there's plenty of things oh my gosh it's definitely not perfect, but it is we do have a good relationship, as perfect though. as it could be, for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we love each other very much at the end of the day. Like, no matter what, we don't go to bed angry ever. That's one thing I can say about a relationship is we, we don't ever, like, go to sleep without working it out. No, bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. It Your only gets be up all night. <laughs> it only gets worse if you go that route, so. Yeah. I've At just, the end of the day, we always kiss and make up. That's like always been our thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, it's communication, right? That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. If you want a relationship, you want love, communicate with, you know, the people that you want that with. Right. And try to be on the same page as much as you can. And then if you're not, try to figure out a way to compromise and make it work, you know? Right. And, and, and pick your battles. That's the biggest thing, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, what things can you let go? What things, you know, if you if you fight over every little thing, it can end up destroying you in the end. I think there's plenty Absolutely. of things I've learned to like hold my tongue about that drive me nuts. <laughs> I'm, I can already like think of a list in my head of things yeah. that I do that you're like, yeah, so fucking annoying. It's okay. You but, make up for it by what? being awesome. Honestly, I think that's just human connection. And I think mm-hmm. that if you want to go deeper with this, I think it has to do with just the mere fact that this is how we're like programmed as humans. And if you look at any animal, they all squabble with each other yeah. at some point, And we're no different than any other animal yeah. or living creature. Like right. there's always going to be, yeah. There, again, there's light and dark energy, this positive negative energy. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with relationships. Yes. I don't think anybody just got, if it was just like, Oh, sunshine and roses every day, you know, you're not going to grow. Cause the growth comes during those like hard times and when shit gets yes. negative and you mm-hmm. know, you start fighting that's when you either grow and get better as as a couple and a real, stronger as a relationship, mm-hmm. or you just start realizing like this ain't gonna fucking work. Like exactly, it's done. Right. That's the best way I can explain it. So word, word. Agreed. That was a good one. Teamwork. What's our yes? Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, next question. Yes. Hey guys, my name is Bailey Toller. I'm from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, but I go to school in Washington D.C. So obviously we know that there are a lot of precursors to somebody becoming a serial killer, like abuse, neglect, bullying during childhood, stuff like that. Um, But there are also a ton of people who grow up in those circumstances and grow to be completely normal. So I was wondering, what do you think it is that separates serial killers from normal everyday people despite growing up in similar circumstances? And also, I was wondering more specifically, why do you think it is that women are far less likely to commit these violent crimes than men are? Wow, that was an amazing question with so many layers to it. And yes, you're so right that it's very uncommon for a serial killer to not have a fucked up past. Like even ones that that look okay on the outside, there's a lot of them and you look a little deeper and there kind of was some shit. There's something usually. There's something that defines... The rest of their life you know there's either a mm-hmm. moment or an experience but what or, about the people that are just born that way is that possible how much of it is nature and how much of it is nurture and luckily we have a psychology grad student here in the building today to give us a little opinion maybe she's drinking water i don't know putting her on the spot <laughs> 
I don't know. Do you have any opinion on that, Janelle, though, for real? Like, well, we were talking about this earlier upstairs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I personally actually haven't done enough research on this. So right, I, I don't know much about it. I don't know how much research there is out there. It'd be really interesting to see, actually. Um, but I think it goes back to that. Like, could you be born a serial killer or have a gene or tendencies, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. but have the support? in your family or in your life to you know not act on them yes right yeah that's a good point i don't know absolutely like could you know one of us suppress it and stuff could one of us have that gene or something but because uh we've had a fortunate enough life and have had support and and you know been brought up correctly what that's loosely defined obviously but you know what i mean like does that help i don't know or Mm -hmm. is it something like you were saying josh that's more like you know, a moment or an experience or a Something period in their life that's, that switches them. Yeah. I, I think it's like, I think if you go back to the root of everything and you look at it, I think that, I mean, I personally believe that nobody comes out seeking to do evil upon another being. I, I believe that there's harmony in the universe and that we're Even all... Even the Grinch? That we are... <laughs> Hey, the Grinch turned out to be great. Yeah, exactly. That's I, true. That's I true. think at the core of but he came down as an everything. evil little baby. It's true, <laughs> but but it, again, with him, it's an experience that you know. <laughs> like if we want to analyze the Grinch for a second, yeah, he was bullied. He had a shitty experience. <laughs> yeah. He was a happy little dude until these fucks came along. And they're like, "You're green. Shave your beard." And then it <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> and, then he, and then he like totally went off the rails and wanted to murder everybody. You know, it's like. We just wanted to get it with Martha Maiden. She was like, yeah. um, what's his face? The mayor was like, yeah, yeah. And then he gave him the razor at the big event, scarred his ass. And then he like killed everyone. Pretty much. He lit everything on fire. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. He didn't kill everyone, but he stole the Christmas tree and he went crazy. Yeah. He fucking freaked out. Cause he got, he, they, <laughs> how did he get on the Grinch? It's fucking July. I know. Jesus. It just shows Christ. how like our minds are just completely. And how, like, how much of fans we week. are of it. Actually though, we are all three of us at this table are major live action. The Grinch Jim, fans. Jim Carrey Grinch <laughs> is what we're referring to. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't okay with that last one. I saw the last animated one. I saw it live. I was like Absolute angry. Trash. I was Sorry. angry leaving. <laughs> I felt offended. Like it was fucking bad. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, back to fucking serial killers, not the Grinch. Oh, yeah. We're analyzing what serial killers, like Ted Bundy. Fucking. Someone's like, okay, I'm finally done. I'm unsubscribing <laughs> now. Like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> when they talk about these serial killers. No, but for real, we don't. That's the thing. Is like we don't, and no one really knows the exact reasons that people do what they do. Like, but I think it's like most of the time, though, there is something in their life yeah and like for those people that do not that have a loving supportive uh, environment you gotta look at though that it could be something as subtle as just controlling parents like you know some serial killers are born into like religious families where they're very supportive and loving go to church and then yet they're, Read they're your Bible. <laughs> good one have you not seen that vine <laughs> Janelle just gave me such a judgmental late look. Because she was like, what I wish you f- could see her. We're going to need to put a, a camera on oh Janelle. Oh my God. Her looks are so judgy. <laughs> Fuck. Now you're making me lose my track of my thought. I was literally Okay, mid-thought. sorry. So if you're a good girl, you go to church no, and I'm read just, your Bible. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. Jesus. <laughs> I'm saying that the, it could. I. Here, you want my opinion? My mm-hmm. opinion is I don't believe anybody comes out of the womb fucking evil and a serial killer. What I think happens is I think it could be a combination of DNA 
and what you're predisposed to yes. mentally. Mm-hmm. I think there could be mental things yeah. there. And I think different people have yes. different mental capacities, ability to deal with things. I think it all comes back to how your fucking brain works. It's a and combination all of our of brains both. don't work. And then it's also your environment. And right. Who you're it's the right with. combination. You have to yes. have like the ability to go there. Cause I don't think everyone that goes through trauma or goes through a terrible situation or a horrible parent or something like that, or is abused ends up a serial killer. Obviously not, not everyone. I mean, so many people end up becoming motivational speakers and doing incredible things with their lives. Right. So you, it's, I think it's a combination. Like you said, I think it is somewhat in you. And if it's brought out, if it's the right person, you can just go that bad, yeah. you know? Well, it's but, just, um, what if do we you know? think about it, it's, it's wholly unnatural for us to want to, to like murder somebody else. Like, yeah, it's not in, it's not, if you think about but it, it's is really it though? Not, because it is kind of like survival, like in like cavemen would like kill each other and shit. Right. But that's not why anybody's fucking kill anybody out there is for survival. Not, not, it's not a survival. We, it's, no, we no, don't no, have no. that yeah. same survival mm-hmm. instinct. I think that left us a, like a long time ago. You think so? I think it did. Interesting. I think the survival, like as far as, you, you know, don't think that's kill just in us? For maybe deep within and, you know, something can bring it to the surface. But then again, I think there's a lot of people that just deal with these thoughts and, and mm-hmm. feelings. And if, if that feeling arises that I want to kill something, mm-hmm. then they find another way to deal with it versus acting on yeah. impulse unless and emotion some right unless yeah, something right. has pissed you off and made you angry because yeah. anger will literally fuel everything else mm-hmm. as soon as you're an angry individual that's when your life starts going off the rails yeah. anger you know? is really like a secondary or like a what is it a primary emotion yeah it's like for a, all secondary emotions isn't that a thing i remember learning that in a psych class well, a lot of people say like behind all anger is fear or right. insecurities or right. Oh, I thought behind every feeling is like anger about something. I every think. feeling. Well, anger is extremely broad. Yeah, it can be jealousy. It can be yeah, that's insecurity. True. It can that's be. True. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Which we all possess anger at some point, depending on how, what we experience. And anger know, is a secondary emotion, though. That's what I was trying to say. That's what my therapist used to tell me. That there's a first thing that's right. making you angry. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. I, was, I had that backwards. <laughs> so yeah, I think that. That's an interesting one, though. And we, I feel like we don't really know. It's not like there's no. been a ton of research on this or mm. somebody's really or enough dived good into examples. This. Like most killers, I right? Mean, you look yeah. and they have. I bet it, you it it's like sense. ninety plus percent yeah. killers have oh, something sure. traumatic happen in some point in their life that mm-hmm. is the reason driving factor behind why they're doing why they something. Do what they do, yeah. Hey, Kendall. Hey, Josh. It's Daniel. Um, I'm from Florida. I'm one of your viewers. I love listening to your podcasts and stuff. Um, my quick question for you guys is when was the first time you started looking, researching into conspiracy theories? And what was the one theory that not only captivated you, but inspired you to talk about them publicly and share your views and beliefs on them? Okay. Well, can I start this? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I think at, we've kind of discovered conspiracies at the same time together. Like it was yeah. all at once together. Yeah. And I was drinking the Kool-Aid hardcore for years before like I finally kind of got woke a little bit like yeah. the, the first bit was a 9-11 documentary for me because i turned it on thinking it was going to be a load of bullshit and i would just laugh at it and i would be like like look at what these nut jobs think and then it was like so compelling and just blew me away i watched it multiple times we watched it multiple times together and that's when i started questioning everything because i mean obviously when you are questioning something as big as that 
there's you think there's got to be more well it definitely sends you down the rabbit hole right and definitely. it starts you start wondering well what else could they be mm-hmm. covering up or you know lying about mm-hmm. and that kind of leads you to other events that have actually happened where right. similar situations arise and that are confirmed and are confirmed mm-hmm. and things like have been covered Tonkin. up and and yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know bay of pigs and all that and right you know, you start realizing there are actual factual points operate operation. There's so many different mm-hmm. types of government operations. Uh, that, the fire in Germany, I can't remember that, the name, but yeah, that literally, you know, eventually get released, and then we realize they were lying the mm-hmm. entire time. You know, yep. even with UFOs, they've been denying UFOs for years and yeah. years and years, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh yeah, we have a program and everything. We we love them. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so it's when like, do you clearly, think that was? I think it was probably like 2015, around there, that we first started really getting into this stuff yeah definitely and i mean uh, and aliens it, like around like 2016 yeah right before we got married yeah somewhere around there yeah yeah and i mean a lot of it's natural interest too mm-hmm. just in these types of topics i mean we were more naturally of, interested in crime though we've always both been interested in criminal justice yeah, and crime yeah. and have been interested in that since we met mm-hmm. so but the conspiracy stuff that came later yeah definitely and i mean i think the biggest thing with conspiracies right is it causes you to, to ask questions. And when you start seeing that those questions don't have answers or don't have good answers or even answers that make any sense, that's what, that's what really just kind of triggers something in you. And you kind of have that, you know, wake up moment where you're like, Holy shit, like what else is not what I was told in school or told by, you know, the government or whatever it is, you know, what else could be out there? Then you, that's when you start, you know, you break into the world of conspiracies and, you start realizing why there are so many because shit gets lied about and covered up all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. what's really the truth about, you know, everything really, I know. it's crazy. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a good, good I feel answer. like a lot of people started with nine 11. Like I find a lot of people, it's a tough one, man, because I mean, it's just so it's so, I think the reason that is, is because if you lived even during the time, even if you were young, I mean, I was in second grade. And I still, it still impacted me so much, like left to the point where like I'd start hearing about it or see something about it and my heart would start racing. Like it was such a scary thing. And, you know, I remember my mom like buying water and thinking the world could be like ending and shit. Mm-hmm. It was really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're like an adult at the time that just you are so angry that that many people, it was, it was so terrible and so on it mind blowing exactly like i don't think anyone thought that could happen here ever happen yeah so if you find out something like that could have been fake right which at the end of the day we don't know 100 percent. i don't think either of us believe 100 million percent that that is what happened i mean there's a lot of unanswered questions there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense we need to talk about it on another day yeah no yeah um, at some point dig into it but there's there's enough that when you look at it it pisses you off because well, you're you like, this doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. And as an American or as just a person of the world, wherever you live, it makes you angry and it makes you want to know more. And for the sake of the people that lost their lives is, right. the, is what makes me the most mad is that yes, these families of these victims and people that mm-hmm. were impacted by this tragic event, mm-hmm. I feel don't have at least the full truth. Like and it's I so clear like that they don't have the full truth yes. about what happened you can mm-hmm. even go look at all the fucking reports that they put out on it. Yeah. A lot of it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, they being uh, treated. The first responders. Like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw that. Eric Solwell just had to drop out of the Democratic uh, nominations because his ass didn't show up for the meetings for 9-11. And his team was probably like, dude, you're fucked now. 
They're going to bring that up forever. Mm-hmm. It is so bad how little our government has has shown for the victims, you know, yeah. especially when you think it could lead back to them. Right. Well, that they're not doing it. I mean, I think it's a glaring sign that they're trying to sweep it under the rug and, you know, kind of like let it be lost in time sort mm-hmm. of thing. Keep pushing it off. Okay. And we just heard something very loud. Hang on. Hang on, folks. All right. Oh, good luck with Sorry. this ass. We're back. We had an escaped bunny. This is our bunny Clyde. And yes, his name is Clyde. And he ended up being the worst one. <laughs> um, we didn't even know he was going to have all this behavioral problems. He doesn't not- have behavior. <laughs> he's just being kidding. a rabbit. You make <laughs> him sound kidding. like he's insane or something. No, but he's Clyde. He's escapes. It's it's really funny that he's named after Bonnie and Clyde. And it he, is, he's so. like escapes he's kind of out of a everything. Fuck. I'll, I'll but he's sweet. That. He's very nice. Someone's gonna, someone needs to adopt Someone take Clyde, Clyde from us, please. He's just very smart. So he just escaped and I had to bring him in here. Anyway, he's going to sit, maybe. Yes. And let's have another question. All right. Hit us again. Hi, Josh and Kendall. My name is Megan. I'm from Ontario, Canada. And my question would probably be, what would be your advice to give uh, your younger self? Ooh. That's that's always a good one. (laughs) What would you tell your younger self, Kendall? What would you tell young little Kenny? You know what? If I would really tell myself anything, I would have told myself to stop worrying about boys so much. (laughs) Seriously. Like I spent a lot of time being like sad about boys that I like could have wasted. Like, you know, that's like the the years where you're like single and shouldn't give a fuck and like just have fun with your friends and stuff. I wish I just like hung out with my friends more in high school and had less boyfriends that were a waste of time. Yeah. Not that you were a waste of time, babe. You were the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's my high school advice. What would I tell my younger self? Probably to manage my money better. Honestly. Yeah, you you definitely could have used that advice. That would have been good. Hey, I tried to tell you. No, I know. It's just, (laughs) it's, you know, I had a job and money and stuff. Yeah, no. Josh got thrown into adult life at like 18. Yeah. And when you get thrown in that early and with no Mm -hmm. guidance, it it can be a rough road sometimes. And I mean, it wasn't, it didn't end up that bad for me or anything. No. But be careful with credit cards, kids. But yeah, just like, you know, you got to think about your future and, you know, your credit score. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. True that. Uh, So yeah, that's what I would say. Hi, I'm Danielle from the Wirral in England. And my question is, out of the five um, families that run the world, which do you think is the most powerful and most corrupt? Ooh, that's that's an easy one. I would say Rothschild. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they clearly have the most control. It's hard for us to know, obviously, because we don't we know don't what the know. inner workings <laughs> of really these families. Don't know, but, but they seem to have their hands on the most shit. Yeah. And, you know, and it, if you it go goes back, back to them. Yeah. And they go back the farthest as far right. as we know about them and their they family. They started that first bank. Yeah. And the yep. whole, they literally spread themselves bank. throughout the planet. Like they spread yeah. Rothschild throughout their the planet children and, and yeah. took over the economies and stuff. So, you know, I and and I think it's they're p- potentially the most influential because of the fact that we don't hear about them, mm-hmm. you know, and they are very secretive about their wealth and what they're, they're very doing. powerful. You know, we hear more about like the Morgans and, mm-hmm. you know, the Rockefellers, even even though, you mm-hmm. know, um, they are kind of moving on to the next generation. But I would say the Rothschilds and just yeah. because in England, I mean, they're they're very interwoven with the royal family there and mm-hmm. control of. England's money and the banking systems there. So yeah, the Rothschilds for sure. 
Hi, my name is Karen. I'm from Northern California. And my question to you guys is, if you can pick any serial killer to interview, who would you choose? Any serial killer to interview? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'd scary. want to interview them. Yeah, I don't killer. want to interview them. To interview them on the podcast? Ask them it would why. be kind of interesting. Like, what if they were, like, straight up locked up and they couldn't hurt us? It would be kind of interesting to know. Probably Ted Bundy. Teddy? I think he'd be probably the most interesting to talk to. Everyone else would just scare the fuck out of me. I don't know. I kind of And he's to... not insane so much, you know? Like, he could at least kind of talk to you without just rambling and sounding Yeah, but how do you nuts. know not every word he's saying to you is a lie? Oh, it totally such... could be, but at least he could, like, be coherent. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just insane. God. And too scary. I don't know. It's hard, though, too, because there's so many, like, serial killers that are unnamed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the Zodiac Killer. We still don't even know who the fuck that That would be was. a good guest, right? Honestly, be interesting. I, I would probably want to talk to the Golden State Killer. And Honestly, just, yeah. And I think he would be as terrible of a yes, human he is. Yes, because he got away with it for so long. It'd be so interesting long. to just like hear like, I'm sure he's years. had times in his life where he's had like, mm-hmm. holy shit, like freak out. Like it'd just be kind of yeah. interesting to hear. He started in what? His like, perspective. I can't remember. You look up the year. I think it was like, like look up the first killing of, uh, I think it was 73, I want to say, but he didn't get caught until years like. Years decades 20, later. 27, was it 2017 or 2018? Decades later. 18, I think it was last May that they finally caught him. So insane. Flew under the radar. The book is so good, you guys. 75. 75. Okay, yeah. So that's a long time that long he time. was just living under the radar. I mean, they had him on three different people, too. Like, they thought he was the East Area Rapist, the mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. Visalia Ransacker, and the something Night Stalker. Yeah, yeah. So he was like three serial killers in one. So he would be really interesting to talk to because he just committed like, a very wide range of crimes, yeah, like from robberies like, to rapes to murders at just everything. And he had so many close calls with getting caught by yeah. police and, and stuff. And he used to be a police officer. Yeah. It'd just be, I think it would be totally interesting to hear. Yeah, it would actually. Just like some stories from him. I agree. I agree with you. As I take it back. Fucked up I'd rather talk to him. It is. You know, yeah. it'd still be interesting. That'd be very, who I'd pick, I think. Yeah, I agree. Hi, Kendall and Josh. My name is Lindsay from Palmdale, California. And I just wanted to know, I myself am married and planning to have kids pretty soon and totally get where you guys come from when you say you want to have kids, but at the same time kind of don't because of all the crazy stuff happening on this earth right now. (laughs) So I just had a question um, because my husband feels the same way. How can we keep positive and not let this interfere with our future? girl you're asking the question that we all want to know (laughs) i don't really have a good answer for that i mean i think you have to think positive or you will go into a negative tailspin and i also you also have to think about i think pretty much forever people have been afraid of like the world ending and you know people have always been afraid of stuff my mom said they were afraid of like the 2000 like going to the millennial was so scary and I mean, I mean, we're probably right about a lot of stuff. It is pretty bad. <laughs> it's really bad right now, but well, I mean, it's we don't totally know. different though. If yeah. you think about it. I know it is totally different. And we are very concerned about us yeah. having kids. Like we for sure, but I think I'll still have kids because who knows? Like maybe it will be fine and or maybe your kids going to be the one that like saves the planet. True. True. And we don't know enough to base such a big decision off, mm-hmm. you know, really that much cuz yeah, but at any terrifying. point in time things could turn around to some extent, but at this, I I get it. Like the climate stuff is crazy and it's happening. It's literally happening right now. And our planet is going to be forever changed, but are we going to be able to manage whatever damage we've done and start reversing it or just 
figure out an alternative way to live, whether that's in space or underwater or, you know, somewhere else. So I think it's tough. It's definitely tough because sometimes I'm like, God, I don't, I don't want to bring anybody else in this shit storm. Like every day is just crazy. Like we're still not completely decided, but I don't know. We're going to have kids. (laughs) But I think also like I feel better probably than, well, I don't know actually, because if you don't, you know, how can you be scared of what you don't know about? You know, like a lot of people mm-hmm. live just blocking all that out and they're in little bubbles right. and life is good and, yeah, and they don't kids have, are yeah. great and whatever. But like once you know actually what's going on in our world and how crazy everything is, mm-hmm. it does make it a bit more nerve wracking. But honestly, I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, I think it comes back to your beliefs and what you believe. And I think there's something so much more at play here. And you know, what's another soul coming into the planet? I mean, we're all going to end up in the same place one day, you know, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what difference does it really make? Plus, fuck, this could be a simulation. So who knows? Maybe there's some type of creator or God or something at play that's controlling things. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, Kendall and Josh, huge fan here from Pittsburgh, PA. My name's Rachel. And my question for you is if you have heard of the smiley face killer, it's a huge case that happened here in Pittsburgh. Um, He's a believed to be serial killer that preys on young men, which is kind of different than a lot of serial killers um, you hear of. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. And if you've ever heard of it and some potential theories. Thanks. Love you guys. So I actually have heard of the smiley face killers. I don't know too much about it where I could just like, you know, like I even thought that there was a theory that there was multiple. I hope I'm thinking of the right thing, but I did cover a case. um, It was one of my first cases. I can't even remember his name. Well, well, one of the theories is that there's a group of serial killers or killers. The smiley face killers. Under the smiley face. Which is what I think. And I think if I remember right, they drown all their victims. They like their drownings and then they leave a smiley face somewhere. Yeah. Near the locations of where yeah. they, they we can do it. an episode on that. Uh, it's really interesting. It's, it's really creepy. I covered a case about a man. Oh um, my gosh. I, it's like McCabe, something McCabe. I'm it honestly wouldn't name. surprise me if there's like some sort of underground, you know, gang of killers that go by mm-hmm. a certain type of, you mm-hmm. know, sign or something you know there's hackers that yeah under anonymous and various groups well, that let's see supplies there's not like operate. more killing gangs yeah i am scary. too it's creepy but, to think about that they could all be like connected in multiple states and stuff because i'm yeah. pretty sure that case stretches across mm-hmm. different states and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's really crazy that we should definitely cover it in, in yeah we should and, maybe we'll do that one pretty soon once we don't once we're not so crazy and we can <laughs> actually do some research definitely so I'm literally sitting at the Atlantic Ocean over the coast of the Outer Banks of North Carolina, staring at the ocean. Uh, so my question is about underwater aliens. Where are they suspected to be? Uh, I know it's kind of a weird topic, but we hear about the UFOs and everything. But I'm just curious what, what your thoughts and takes are on underwater uh, alien creatures and where they are expected to be around here. So first of all, I think he submitted this question before we even posted our ocean episode, which is funny because it yeah, was like hours sure before he... He, we posted that episode. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. he's going to get his answer in there <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but obviously, we don't really know. They're where they definitely at the Outer Banks, though. If they're anywhere, they're <laughs> off the coast of the Outer Banks. The Outer Banks are beautiful. We've been to the Outer Banks, yeah, by the way. Yeah, the Outer Banks, yeah. Oh, just listening to your uh, voice message just made me so jealous. I would love to go to the beach. But my... So my couple theories are one, a lot of people believe 
you know, in the area of the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. there could be some sort of underwater civilization like, yeah. down there that has something to do or abducting the mm-hmm. planes and boats out of the air in order to, you know, run tests on humans and things like that, kind of mm-hmm. abducting people that way. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, theory that there's some type of underwater base off the coast of Malibu, California. There's some type of weird, could be natural structure underneath the, could just be a bunch of rock or it could be some sort of like base or something. Some people believe there's aliens there to be honest with you. I, I do not think that like there's, I don't know. I don't think that the aliens that are here are necessarily like underwater peeps. You know, they're not like swimming or, you know, living underwater because a, they are able to manipulate space time so they can just jet Mm -hmm. out of here whenever they want. But there are, there's like theories that, that some of the like cr- really crazy creatures that are underwater could be aliens. Oh, just straight up, just extraterrestrials. For, yeah, maybe not like evolved, sure. super highly evolved species, but like super intelligent out species. of this world. Like maybe could came be. in some on a comet. Weird. Like, yeah. yeah, some of them are crazy. It's very yeah. It's oh, wait, true. So you guys have seen the footage from last week. Some of the like from the oil tank and stuff. There's some weird stuff down there for sure. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's we don't impossi- know where they are though. Impossible to say if there is or not, but could be. They might be swimming in the Outer Banks, though, so be careful. Hey, guys. My name is Jaden, and I'm from Kansas. You both seem to believe in reincarnation, so I was wondering if you think that all souls are reincarnated. Do you think only some are? Do you think they choose to be reincarnated? What do you guys think about that? So, I mean, I really don't, like, commit to any certain version of it. Like, I don't have a very, like, you know, this is what I believe happens, but I have read different explanations from like various, you know, pagan wicked material, things like that. Um, actually Janelle gave me this great book. It's, it's, uh, it's a really good, like starter book for this type of stuff. What is that called? The uh, Wikipedia, yeah. Wiki, the Wikipedia. It's really cool. And they have a whole section on this and reincarnation. I believe, I think I read it in there, but I remember reading something about, I think we've talked in our reincarnation episode about how, it's possible that souls actually are able to decide what they're going to do next, whether they take time off and they go in like the spiritual realm and they're just spirits or they like enter another life. There's people that believe that, you know, souls get to plan their next life or even work with other souls. Like, okay, in this life, we're going to meet up. You're going to be my dad. and You're going to abandon me to teach me a lesson like things like that. Um, I think that's very interesting to think about. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I've kind of gone away from that a little bit and I kind of believe more in a term called the universal mind Mm -hmm. and that we are all a part of this universal mind and like consciousness pool. Yeah. Like somebody that believes this, that I've, I've listened to a lot of is Jim Carrey. He's believes in this idea that he does. We are all one and that there is no individual, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no individual personality like literally the stream, same stream of consciousness being expressed right. by different beings. Yes, exactly. So at the end of the day, we're all a part of the same thing. But you're we're still just, kind of reincarnating you in a way. True. Yeah. There's definitely, definitely that element there being reborn in a sense because in the, the soul physical, is never dying physical sense. Right. The, co- the consciousness is never dying. Right. In that theory. Right. That consciousness never dies. Even after death, it continues. It just is a new body manifested in a different way. Reincarnation still. Right. And I, and again, I think there's obviously more layers, layers to that. Like I think there's 
actual different planes of or dimensions or whatever you want to call it to this reality. And I think you, your stream of consciousness travels through these different planes, um, you know, from the time, you know, cause I'm a big believer in the paranormal and ghosts and things like that. And spirits mm-hmm. being able to dwell in areas mm-hmm. after passing. Yeah. I, um, I believe in that too. For I think, sure. I think you can kind of stick around for a bit if you want, or you can, you know, kind of release if you let yourself go and you're not tied to, you know, like I think it all also depends on how you go into death. Right. It's interesting that a lot of ghosts and things like that had something happen to them mm-hmm. or, you know, they did something to themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody that's going into death peacefully at peace with everything and they that's just let go, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think there's so many things in life where if you just let go, it makes things so much easier. But if you're fighting or you're going, you're fighting to the end, you know, I feel like there's a possibility that you might deal with that situation after you're gone, you know, Bef- yeah. and before you're able to move on or there's something else you need to do or get closure or something um, before you can actually pass through and rejoin, you know, everybody else or yeah, everything that's else. really interesting to think about. I think most people that believe in reincarnation really heavily believe that there is time in between reincarnating too. Yeah. That you don't just go directly and it's not like you die and then lights back on and you're in your, but then again, this case that I recently covered on my channel, could it happen? It was like that. It It was like the boy said he literally fell through a hole and like came out in a new life, which is crazy. Who knows? I mean, none of us know. It's really interesting to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. I could talk about what happens after you die all day. It's like one of our favorite topics. For sure. All right. Hit us with the next one. Hi, my name is Ashley Murr from Newfoundland, Canada, and I also have a chronic illness, well, an autoimmune disease. And this question is for Josh. I just want to know how he finds having a partner with it and how he deals with it. And yeah. Okay. That's actually a very good question. Um, yeah, so it's definitely something that I mean, luckily for me in this situation is as long as I've known Kendall, I've known she's had health issues. Um, you know, the chronic stuff is is a lot more recent, but even when I first met her, she had Picos and she had these different PCOS, you know, sorry. PCO, yeah, sorry. PCOS. Not, not a lot of people call it Picos. Call it Picos. My Picos. mom called it that. That's yeah, why I call that's it. That's why that. I call it too. <laughs> PCOS. So you have PCOS, you had anxiety, you you had these different things. Hypothyroidism. Exactly. Exactly. So pretty much from the day that I met her, it just was kind of a thing that I was aware of. And I I was fine with it because obviously I love this individual. So it doesn't matter to me. Like, you know, and for me, it's like, it's part of the experience and, you know, it's worth it to deal with all these different things. And, And, and it's not like it's to the point where it's like completely, just miserable for both of us all the time or anything yeah. like that, you know, like it's a very livable. Yeah. It's it, yeah. There's people it's doing way worse. Yeah. It's, it's definitely can be inconvenient and sometimes it's, it's hard and I do get stressed out and I do sometimes get frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, not with, you know, sometimes it comes out as being frustrated with Kendall, but in reality, I'm more frustrated with the, the disease or the disorder, whatever it is mm-hmm. that's alien. Or lack her. of, knowledge yeah, or on lack too. of like, answers just we from, actually really think there's something else going on too which we've talked about so many times but yeah i just it's it's really crazy to think with all of this technological innovation and you know we're so like everything's starting to feel so futuristic yet like medicine i feel like hasn't caught up to where no. it should be with how much technology we not have at all yeah. it still feels very like an- antiquated to me so mm-hmm. 
that's where the frustration is is mm-hmm. with that but yeah i mean it gets hard just like with anything else and i know i know i'm a pain in the ass sometimes <laughs> and i think the biggest thing is you just got to remain positive and be supportive and um, flexible and flexible and realize that you know they are not on the same look because i'm i'm super blessed and lucky that i have literally nothing wrong with me other than yeah, i don't. think too much probably but yeah i mean i'm i'm really fortunate and i grew up watching like my grandparents my grandfather he mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. has taken care of his wife for 50 plus years now who yes. literally had a massive stroke when she was 21 years old or something and it completely 21. completely knocked her whole side of her body one side of her body out where she's literally handicapped to the point she mm-hmm. has to be helped through every single thing yep so that's given me a lot of inspiration and she still went on to have three kids after yeah. that yeah which is just crazy in my imagine at 21 losing you it's, know your whole left side her arm's just been like hanging limp. there her whole life her leg and her arm and it's like limp. really yeah. swollen because it's filled with fluid and stuff it's crazy and his grandpa is just so sweet of gold, yeah man. it's inspiring gold. for us for sure like we've talked about them a lot yeah and i like to feel like i you remind a piece of him. of him is in me yes and i get to kind of like carry on that you know family tradition in a sense of just being a super supportive and caring person so yeah i mean that's how i i get through hey guys this is Paige. i'm also from denver and i was wondering if you have been following the kelsey shelling case at all as it's based in colorado and if so um i know the the trial got pushed back to january of 2020 so will you be following that as well thanks hey <laughs> <laughs> I just acted as if I was just responding to her, like recording a voice message back. <laughs> hey, so actually, okay, cut, we'll cut that. So actually, I have known about that case since before I even started talking about true crime on my channel, just because I live here. So I've heard about it and I've wanted to cover it like in person forever. That's why I've never covered it on my channel because, you know, I was like, I should actually drive to Pueblo and even just film like some of the locations, like the main location would probably be the Walmart parking lot for this case. And I was like, it would just be cool to film down there. And then I finally contacted her mom um, recently to see if she would want to work with me on a video in person together. And she was super, super nice. She just said right now they can't because of the trial. They're like going through this and it was delayed, like you just said. So you will see content from me about it. Eventually, she did say she wanted to work with me after when they're able to. Um, But that's a terribly sad case. And it makes me very angry. And I will be following the trial in January. Hey, Mile Higher Podcast, Bree from Ohio here. Just curious if you guys know your MBTI types and if you've ever looked into that. Yes, we do. I actually love all that stuff. I am an INFJ. Josh's is I- <laughs> Josh is an INTJ. INFJ, INTJ. So we're one letter off from each other yeah. and we're it's so accurate. We're so extremely similar. Yes. So, yeah. My name is Katie. I'm from Tennessee, and I was wondering if you guys would ever do a podcast on the Illuminati. Yes, and we're actually going to do one eventually. We just uh, haven't like had the time to like completely sit down and research it because yeah. it is a really complex topic. Yeah, we're going to be doing a whole secret societies like mini series for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. there's so much shit. Yeah. Hi, Kendall and Josh. My name's Montana, and I'm from Phoenix. I my question is. What's your opinion on psychedelics, Um, specifically DMT? I've heard a lot of people say that uh, it's like a whole world when you take it. And there's a lot of reports of people seeing their loved ones or the same beings. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. 
So we are actually extremely interested by psychedelics. We've watched tons of documentaries and stuff on it. We have never done DMT. We're very curious about ayahuasca and the whole experience. We've seen people like Chelsea Handler even do ayahuasca in yeah. Peru. And Vsauce did. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. We have not experienced it yet, but I'm super fascinated in it because DMT is actually, I'm probably going to make this sound so wrong, but DMT as a molecule is released by your body when you die naturally, right? Yeah. This chemical. Yeah, it's in your body already. Yeah, it's already stored in it's us. It's in all of nature. But as it well. releases when you die. So some people, so there's, it's possibility that people basically have a small DMT trip before they die. And that's what this euphoric feeling, because a lot of people describe having like euphoria when they die and feeling love. And that's what people describe on DMT as well. Some people also feel like they're dying. Like there's reports of people that take it and feel like they just died. So I don't know if I would ever do it just because it scares me. Like, am which, I supposed to have that chemical released which, yeah. without, uh, Josh completely disagrees with me. He's yeah. very pro DMT. Well, I'm not I, against I know, it. I'm just a little a afraid of it. it. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever do it because sure. I don't want like, what if you're death. not supposed to have that? What if that is only supposed to happen when you are actually dying? Like, what if you're not supposed to experience that molecule until it's real? That scares me. And so, yeah, that's kind of my thing on it. But I'm so fascinated by it. I think if anything, I would rather do ayahuasca than just straight DMT. And what about other psychedelics? Oh, I'm interested in a lot of it. I mean, I think I think some, you know, psychedelics in a lot of ways are like a magical gift almost to our planet. And that, you know, what people experience on them is... Well, I mean, it's not just about, the, it's not this. just about like, you know, tripping, right? There's actual medical uh, benefits to uh, yeah. substances like psilocybin, things like right, that, which we've talked about for before. depression and we things think like it that. should be legalized. And it's a mind opening substance, just like, you know, marijuana is. And yeah, um, just to a different level to the point where, you know, it could really allow you to look at yourself and, you know, yeah. You know, check your check your ego at the yeah. door and really figure out who you are as a human. I mean, it could be a tool if you use it yeah. right. And the same goes for DMT or dimethyltryptamine yeah. um, is what it is. But And if you think that these are blocked from us because the government cares so much about they're our They're not health. killing anybody. At the end of the day, <laughs> no. psychedelics, nobody's dying from psychedelics. No, but they're dying from prescriptions and alcohol and cigarettes right. and all the other shit that's legal. So, yeah, that's kind of how we feel about it. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I was going to add to it was just I think that it could, you know, it all depends. Psychedelics, it all depends on where you are, you know, where you're at in life and just, yes, you have you to know, be responsible with them. You have to know what you're doing. And you know, it's not just like a little party drug. You go, you know, no. at least this is how I view it. It's not like just something shit. for fun and, Oh, let's go get fucked up, you know, like alcohol mm -hmm. or something. This is a legitimate tool that can be used to really get in touch with yourself and your spiritual side of life. Mm -hmm. And especially DMT. I mean, everything I've researched and read about it, it is, it is definitely the most profound experience you mm -hmm. can have as a human. And a, you can experience a near-death experience. I mean, you'll be completely fine, but it could, you could have that. But also you that could, like she said, a lot of people report having meetings with entities. I've watched yeah, so many different testimonies of people mm -hmm. after they take it. And Just it's that vice all series. where your head, head, yeah, there's so many. I mean, there's YouTubers that literally mm -hmm. all they do is talk about trip mm -hmm. experiences and stuff and having ex experiences with aliens and different entities so what's really mm -hmm. happening? Are you, you know, going is it to, in your mind or are you, is it in your mind traveling, are you going somewhere else? Yeah. Projecting pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we can go into that yeah. in another episode. Yeah. We should probably but, honestly end here. Um, I have someone coming over 
Actually, I don't want to explain all that. Just let's, we have time for No, dude, it's nine o'clock. She's coming in 30 minutes. Okay, let's do one more. One more. Okay. All right. One more question. Let's not end on that. Let's Let's get one more. Okay. Let's, all right. Let's do one more question here. We're kind of running out of time. Hi, I'm Victoria. I'm from Portugal. And I've wanted to know if you ever heard about the theory that the Egyptian pyramids were made to produce electricity into the air, um, like wireless electricity. Uh, And what do you think about it? Yeah, this is actually something we've talked about before. Way long ago. A while ago. We haven't like done whatever. an Egypt episode in a while. So. Me too, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have done scientific studies on the pyramids and they found that they can conduct electromagnet, mm-hmm. uh, electromagnetic energy through them. Yeah, and there's basically there's these chambers in it that what else would they have been for other than flowing of energy? And then they're also covered in limestone, which was a way to... Ki- keep energy within mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of interesting and then if you look at you know the work of tesla and things like that you start seeing that wireless energy is a real thing and there yeah. is some type of field Natural. which you can tap into mm-hmm. so is it possible the egyptians and all the other civilizations that built pyramids built them because they were like power plants like 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 you said so and meanwhile we're being controlled because we have to rely on everything we're for burning other fossil fuels and stuff so yep. yeah I, I think it's absolutely possible they were used for some type of power uh, plant or energy. I think so too. Well, good questions, you guys. That was a really interesting episode. I definitely think we should do another chill cast again. Like this was great. You guys came through with some really interesting stuff. I was surprised we were able to talk yeah, so long. Honestly. And such deep questions too. I yeah. love it. Like we, we had the same experience at, Yes. Our first live show, we like right. got to That's like why we wanted to do this, do a little Q and A with you guys that were there, and it, mm-hmm. it's just like it's so clear and obvious that you guys are interested in the same things that we are, and curious about all these mystical things in our world and universe and and they're just like the same type of people as us like that's what we realized at this first live thing meeting so many of you i mean we've never met this many people at once and we were really really nervous but the nerves just instantly went away from me once i was around you guys because i could literally feel the energy of our followers and it felt like the same like we're on the same wavelength there was like i can tell they're like really down to earth non-judgmental woke people and it's like so awesome to have fans who are the same as you in that way like people we'd be friends with i feel like yeah, we totally. could have been friends with so many of you that we met this weekend shout out to all of you guys gosh oh my gosh so many names marlena and uh oh well, india india x and something y and <laughs> you guys are just awesome we we really enjoyed meeting you guys and we do hope to tour in 2020 we've already talked about a couple different you know test tour dates that we're gonna do and just look forward to it. We're going to, you know, there's a lot more coming. So. Yeah. And it's just fun. Cause this feels like we're literally just chatting with you, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how it is when we meet a lot of you it just feels like, yeah, you know, we we've, we've known you all along and just mm-hmm. like, you guys get it. You get where we're coming from and it's cool to find it's, I mean, it's hard to find people that are like-minded sometimes. And yeah. Especially, you know, people out there that don't know anybody at all, you know, this is it. Like, this is mm-hmm. where you get that connection from. And, so yeah, it's super special and you know, we love it and can't wait to continue Do down the road with y'all. So Yeah, definitely. So that's it for us today, you guys. Be sure to stay woke. <laughs> and stay safe out there. <laughs> and so. we will see you next time. <laughs>